and happy happy tuesday my name is emma g and welcome back to another episode of reconnect with your teenager the same name as my book because and not only am i a musician singer songwriter but i believe that music and creativity is the best way forward when it comes to helping this next generation of generation z kids in overcoming their struggles trauma overwhelm and you know the past few years now on this particular episode i am thrilled to be joined by none other than the brain coach mentor and doer of all good things herself her name is dominika and she is from poland originally but is now currently in texas and i'm so envious because it is warm there uh but we're going to be in for a treat because dominica and i have an extensive amount of information to speak with you about tonight when it comes to everything to do with the brain and how to help your young person reprogram it in ways that are creative and fun uh, when it comes to, you know, working through 2023 and thriving beyond what is currently around. So how are you going, Dominica? Happy Tuesday. What's going on, my love? Well, hello to you and hello to everybody listening. I am so thrilled to be here. I'm Coach D. I'm a brain coach, holistic life coach. And guess what? I love what I do. I love getting rid of my clients, literally. I love <laughs> when you guys don't need me anymore. Yes. Is exactly what I want to do for all of you. And the knowledge that we have with Emma for you guys today Hey, it's not only for teenagers, it's for you adults as well, because guess what? If they're struggling with it, so are you. It's always a 50-50. And what's amazing about it is that I find based on science, holistic approach, spirituality as well, I put those two things together, the neuroscience, the brain coaching from Dr. Amen. If you ever never heard of him, you definitely got to check him out. And we find the closest way from point A to point B to get rid of anxiety, depression, stress, overwhelm, self-loathing, uh, procrastination, all of those things. And it's not you. I got a news for you. It's not you. There's nothing wrong with you. You're perfect the way you are. It's your brain. And because it's your brain, we can work on it because it's an organ and almost every organ can be fixed. Mm -hmm. And the fixed is the wrong word, but let's say it's just, you know, they improved. Get oxygen or improved and yeah. optimized. <laughs> yes. and I just, I mean, there are so many beautiful things we can do with your brain and it's not you again. It's not you. And if you're a teenager, guess what? Your parents were there too. They had those swings as well. They're lying if they didn't. <laughs> and I love that. You're super normal. There's nothing wrong with you. What you're going through, every adult person went through it. We just forgot or we pretend we forgot. Because we try to forget. <laughs> or we're trying to forget. Oh, gosh, I did so many stupid things as a teenager. And it's all because, I don't know if you guys know, but, you know, your brain has different parts. And the first part of your brain is called prefrontal cortex. And that is what makes you do stupid things because it's not developed yet. And it will develop by the age of 25 around in women and 28 in men. So please don't get, guys, don't get married before 28. <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. That like I'm just, I'm so uh, it, it's so refreshing to speak to somebody else who's so science based. Yes, but you know if you know my story at all, you'll know that I had my first brain surgery when I was four months, and so most of my you know by the age of fourteen when I was just about you know to really, really hit puberty and adolescent changes. Uh, you know, everything was kind of crazy, but by the age of 14, I'd had 10 brain surgeries. So I love, 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 love that you are here to talk about the brain and how we can utilize some really, I think what normal, what, what sort of normal, normal, that's the wrong word, but how everyday society tends to, yeah, well, how, how society kind of looks at, um, you know, we, we, we're very quick to jump on medis- medication as right. a fix for mental health, for uh, neurological health, um, and just for youth in general. So can you, can you sort of, let, let's take a step back for one moment. You specifically serve teenagers and young adults, um, but obviously a lot of the brain trauma and sort of even just the negative self-messaging that happens for young people, that starts at a much earlier age than teenagehood. We don't just wake up at the age of 13 and go, you know what, life is terrible. No, it starts at a very young age. So can you take us back a little bit to talk about how these negative thoughts even start to happen? Okay. So teenagers, young adults, and adults we all have brains and the beauty about being a brain coach and we actually have them. We don't often use them, but we do have them. I guarantee you. So the beauty about this is that a lot of things happen by the age of eight and a lot of things happen without us knowing about it. So when you're growing up from a tiny little baby to around age of eight, it's not like, you know, you turned eight and everything is over and Mm -hmm. your brain is plastic. Remember this oval please your brain brain has plasticity. So even if you didn't do something by the age of eight, it doesn't mean you cannot change it. It might be a little bit more challenging, but it's absolutely doable. It's not true. We cannot learn new skills after we grow up. That's total BS. We've proven that over and over in science. So what is it? It's pruning. Up to the age of eight, you have over abundance of cells and synapses. And this is when you get exposed. Parents, kids, get exposed to as many things as you can. Riding a horse, uh, cleaning, singing, dancing, music, um, mathematics, whatever it is, just expose the kid to as many things. Because what happens there, you create little tiny roads in your head, they're called neural pathways, and they're very Mm -hmm. weak, but they're there and they will always be there. So if one day after the age of eight, at the age of 47, you decide to learn something new, then those little neural pathways are still there and you get to do it. It's going to be a little bit easier. Now, it also attains your emotions. A lot of your belief systems are created before you're even realizing you're creating belief system. A small example, and that's not, you know, that's not all of the science behind it, but just to simplify things. So you get what I mean. Let's say you're a little kid playing around with a toy and you know i don't know the toy just pissed you off and little kids right their brain is not developed mm-hmm. so their limbic system is flying all over the place as teenagers do and you know all their emotions are running high and somebody says in your neighborhood not even towards you you're so stupid 
your brain hears that your emotion of sadness is here because of the toy it connects it and we have this beautiful flaw in our brain it can be an asset if you know how to direct it that will always prove you right what does that mean it means that we'll now look for proof that whatever you did is stupid and we'll be looking for that proof and then it will start stacking and that will become your truth it might have nothing to do with you you might have overheard women are never good in math and because at that point you were angry at something your brain connected that and you will believe women are never good at math uh boys don't have feelings right you're a boy you were playing with your car somebody mom was fighting or talking to her best friend and she was angry at the dad and she goes boys don't have feelings men are just they, they don't have feelings your brain connected those two your brain starts looking for proof that's one of the ways our beliefs are formed and what's amazing about it the fact that it formed it doesn't mean it has to stay that way mm. because again your brain will always prove you right we can reframe, can change that belief system with emotions, the right actions, right exercises. And guess what? If you, for example, say, I am never good at anything. Okay, I understand. I'm so sorry. Are you good at tying your shoes? Yeah. Are you good at putting on clothes? Yeah. <laughs> Are you good at making yourself tea? Yeah. Okay, so it's not anything. We just disproved your brain that it's not true. Now, then you most likely, as a teenager and adult, you will say, oh, but those are very easy things, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody can do that. Well, is there anything you do better than your friends? And everybody has something. I'm a better, yeah. whatever it might be. I'm better at calligraphy. I'm better at adding things. I'm better at noticing details. Awesome. Look at you. So again, we disproved your belief and we can tie that to an emotion. Then we can basically, it's called priming and we can settle that into your body. Then when you start believing this, your brain will start picking up on information from around the world and it will start proving you right again. Because if you believe that people are bad in your brain, you will, your brain will find that people yeah. are bad. Absolutely. I love, I love that. I mean, so a, a lot of what I'm, I mean, a lot of what I do is around what I think you're kind of explaining as well is about disrupting the pattern, right? And yes. recreating, recreating those limiting beliefs about ourselves using alternative ways of approaching a problem because, and I, you mentioned this before we went live today, is that our thoughts become, well, sorry, our feelings become our thoughts, our thoughts become our beliefs, our beliefs become our habits, our habits become our life. And so when we can disrupt those thoughts and feelings and habits with more healthy or empowering thoughts, feelings and habits, um, we can sort of start to recreate a, a completely new life in a lot of ways. Now, I do this through music, but you have a number of different exercises that you take your clients through. Can you tell me more about that? Absolutely. So on what you just said on the note, your approach, music is one of the most powerful emotional um, elements of human life. Amen to that. <laughs> there has been a study that if you sing sad songs, depressive songs, and Taylor Swift, I do like you. You're a very interesting 
artist. But <laughs> when you keep singing, it's my fault. Um, you're not serving the humanity. You're not helping oh. the humanity. Singing songs that put you down, that say you're bad, you did something wrong, actually change your mood and put you in a depressive state. Mm. Do not do that. No matter how, how you know, I'm the problem, it's me. If you keep repeating, you will start believing it. Do not mm -hmm. sing that song. It's a great song, Taylor. It, it's catchy, but please start helping the society, not bring everybody down. Anyway, so that was my personal approach to Taylor Swift. And there's a whole lot of studies <sighs> oh about gosh. and how that works. So what do I do? Well, our brain, guess what, lies to us. So if all of you who are listening or will be listening, if you are in a safe place, that's very important. If you're not driving, standing, or at a machine, that something can happen to you. If you're in a calm space or a park and you're not driving, you're not on the street, you're not walking, I would love for you to do this exercise with me. So I would like you, if you are in a safe space, to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. I want you to imagine your favorite dessert or favorite plate. Look at it in your imagination. What colors does it have? Is it big or small? Is it red, brown, yellow? Now, look at it closely. Pick it up with a spoon or fork or in your fingers and bring it to your nose. Smell it. What is that smell? Is it sweet? Is it sour? Does it remind you of anything from childhood? Mmm, isn't that amazing? Now open your mouth and put it in your mouth. Bite into it. Is it soft? Is it crunchy? Is it melting in your mouth? Is it bringing memories back? Feel that spreading all around your mouth. It is so good. Now, slowly swallow it it makes you feel so amazing because it's your favorite dessert now open your eyes have you salivated <laughs> maybe a little bit yes yes so this exercise usually is done for about two three minutes we don't have two three minutes to spend on an exercise but we just cheated your brain because there's no food in front of you nothing smells you're not eating anything nothing is crunching yet your brain goes oh, food okay let's salivate because we need to digest right so the same Isn't thing the same thing can be done with anxiety there are exercises literally that associate are associated in your brain things you do that you can do on your own to reduce anxiety and fear without any medication and those are strong association. When I work with teenagers, usually they say it's a hoodie. For a lot of people, it's warm, um, warm cup of tea, holding a warm cup of tea, going with your hands over a um, fire. That's another thing you can do. Don't put them in the fire just in case. Um, and if you're imagining it, right, put it over, feel the warmth or put your feet in the sand. That's another one. Put on a hoodie or hug an animal. So those are the typical things that go with safety. And if you do it for about two, three minutes, just exert yourself when you're having an anxiety and panic attack. When you feel it coming, go to a side, close your eyes and 
truly work on imagining those things. You practice that before you have anxiety attacks and then you use it while it starts happening. It actually reduces the anxiety. Mm -hmm. And most of the time when we do some other exercises to put you back in the present, not in the future, then anxiety is gone because it's a physical reaction to a thought. It's nothing else. It's a literally physical reaction to a thought that most likely is as true as you eating that dessert a few seconds ago. I, first of all, that's amazing. I love that you just made me salivate over nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to sort of pick, there's a couple of things that you've mentioned that kind of you know, sparked my synapses a little bit. Um, And the first one is talking about safe space because, you know, when teenagers, and I I don't know if you can remember this from when you were a teenager, Dominica, but, you know, a lot of teenagers that I work with and a lot of, you know, the teenagers that I used to hang out with when I was a teen found it really difficult to feel emotionally safe to go into those vulnerable spaces when it came to thinking about working with a therapist, coach, mentor, whatever. So when you're talking about the importance of being in a safe space, especially when it comes to visualization, such as that activity, how do you ensure that your clients are feeling safe? Well, first of all, when I work with adults and teenagers, um, we establish they have to choose to trust me. And if you don't like me, if I'm not your person, I'll refer you to 50 other coaches with similar skills because nowhere in the world it says that I'm the person for you. I mm-hmm. can be the person for you if you resonate with me, if you feel comfortable with me. That's great. I can work with you. But if you don't have that feeling for whatever reason, my personality, my bubbliness, or maybe me being very to the point, whatever it might be, Tell me and find, we'll find you a coach that you will feel safe with. That's first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Second thing is never breaking trust. And I have two grown up daughters and my word is sacred, period. If I'm telling you, I'm not going to do something. I'm not going to do that. If I'm telling I'm going to do that, I am. You can trust that whatever I say, I will carry out. Mm. Most of the time, part of my life was teaching ESL and in college and in high school. Mm -hmm. I was probably one of the few teachers that never had a problem with anybody because they knew that if I said I'm going to keep my word, I'm going to keep my word. And that is very important with working with teenagers, especially because they're learning the adult world. And in their mind, we have more power over them so we can take away their power. And that's not true. Yeah. Although legally it is. So one of the things I always ask somebody is, If I would tell you, let's say you're a dark haired lady, right? And so am I. If I would start yelling at you, you stupid blonde, you're an idiot. You would be like, okay, keep talking, lady. Whatever is wrong with you. you Okay, Because you down well know to the core that this is BS. Yeah. But you will get offended if there is a doubt that I might be right. And that is something that teenagers and adults would be great if they would develop. Mm. True belief, knowing who they are. Because most of our problems show up as teenagers and adults as we reflect ourselves against others. Mm. And other people are, we can't repeat who they are, right? They're they're Mm. different. They're special. So if you truly believe that you're smart, 
you're bright, you're good, you're intelligent, it doesn't matter what somebody says. Mm. You'll be like, okay, okay, keep talking. And you'll move on your merry way. I guess, I guess it's interesting because, I mean, a lot of teenagers unfortunately, whether it was messages that they learned before the age of eight, or even, I mean, I know that recent research has um, uncovered that messages, like on, on, a, on, a, um, on a DNA level, a lot of our understandings about the world happen in uterine. The first four months are, of our lives are pivotal to our development and brain development. And then of course, the first four years, first eight years, so on and so forth. But how, how do you... Um, how do you, for a young person who, let's say they've dyed their hair dark and they actually are blonde, um, how do you ensure that they do feel that way about themselves? Because I know that you work with EMDR. Um, is that what sort of one of the... That could be one more, of the... Okay. So okay. I truly believe that um, because, and let me tell you to all teenagers, my dear teenagers, if you are going off the rails and you're going ballistic and thinking about doing stupid things, you're not abnormal. Most teenagers, at least 50% of them, think about ending their life or tragic results, and they do not do anything about it. If you do have those thoughts, talk to somebody you trust, whomever. It can be aunt, it can be uncle. Most of those things can be fixed. Now, mm -hmm. what do we do? Well, first of all, we need to see why is that person so important to you that they have that much power to hurt you? Because at this age, we are reflecting ourselves against our peer group. And which is very, very important at this age, we have our limbic system highly on overdrive. So the acceptance of peer pressure that we also create on ourselves as teenagers is super, super important. So we are at that stage. So one of the methods we could use is EMDR, as we said, which is rapid eye movement. And you bring up the emotion up to a heightened state, and then you disassociate the emotion. I'm not going to do that exercise because it takes time and it's safety, but it's a great method of detaching highly running emotions. Now, can you do it with everybody? Not really, but it does work on especially things that are really, really deeply rooted and you automatically react because guess what, dear teenager and dear adult, 80% to 90 of your reactions are just on automatic pilot. Now, what if you could change the directions, how you react, right? And it could serve you better and you could get more results, the ones that you want. So, your prefrontal cortex as a teenager doesn't work. So your parents talking to the logic of a teenager, um, not the best idea. I mean, you can. It's just like talking to a wall, not because they don't want to, but because that part of their brain is not developed yet. That's why you're the parent. You're over 25, hopefully, and your you know prefrontal cortex is developed. That's why we need parents. That's why we need smarter well, smarter, more experienced people. So when a teenager is, for example, dyeing their hair, what was the reason? Was it because they want to rebel and they want to be their own person? Was it because they just want to try out something new? This is the time in life when we try something new. Or is it that that person is so important to them that whatever they say, they will take it to heart? 
or do they really know who they are and do they have a strong feeling of self? So all of those little elements can be explored and reframed because we all have little boy and little girl inside of us. And I always create with adults and teenagers a superhero. A superhero is somebody that you truly believe is amazing. Like I have few, I love Emma Watson. I love Pink. I think they're absolutely phenomenal women with courage and things. So when I get into a situation and guess what? I'm a coach. I go through those things too. I just have tools so I can pull myself out, but I'm no different than you. I get stressed. I get, well, not anxiety, but I do get stressed. I do get overwhelmed. I do get stuck. Um, I do have a fear of rejection as well, especially if I like somebody, right? Then I have to put myself back into with my tools. So you're no different than me. I just know a little bit more and I would love to teach you. So I take those women, I take their qualities and I go, okay, what would Emma Watson say if she would be holding my hand? How would she react to the situation? And I create in my imagination, Emma Watson taking, you know, my arm and going, hey girl, we got this, right? And it is, again, an exercise that we do with your brain. We create that persona to pull you out of a situation so you can find the solution to your problem. Because guess what? Nothing is permanent. The good things are not permanent, but the bad things aren't either. So we can count on that. There's this beautiful saying, and that really relates to teenagers who are very emotional and going through and suffering. Even hell has a border. Just keep walking. I can't hear you. Didn't realize my my mic was on mute. That was funny. Um, no, I, <laughs> what I love that you are, you know, that you pick up on, you know, people like Emma Watson and Pink. I, you're totally speaking my love language. Those two women have always called to me. I think that you know it's really important for us all to be able to have those people that kind of spirit guide us. But I. Um, I realized uh, actually a couple of years back that, um, you know, as much as we have this habit of looking externally for guidance and support, realistically speaking, back to your superhero um, comparison or example, rather, um, we all do have those that wisdom within Absolutely. us, you know? And so it's really, really beautiful that we're able to tap into that. And, you know, that was, I, I think, I guess what you were talking about with your goal of essentially working yourself out of a job, you know, every coach, therapist, mentor, ideally should be working themselves out of not being necessary in a person's life anymore. That's that, you know, that's just an ethical, I believe, um, you know, mental health worker with regards to tapping into your own self-wisdom um you know when it comes to you know my my methodology is always through writing your own theme songs and and helping you to kind of turn those affirmations and self-beliefs into powerful anthems that serve you long into the future for you however like is there anything tactical that teenagers, young people, parents take with them from your, from working with you? Like, is, is there like one top of mind that you are like, everybody should know how to do this? 
Well, I think priming would be one of those. So um, one of the things that's very, very important in your brain, um, your brain develops in different areas, including movement. If you think of a person who is sad, you will not have them standing super proud with their chest out and smiling, right? That mm -hmm. person will be coming down, their shoulders down, head down, quiet voice. Those are automatic behaviors when we don't feel good. So there is science behind power pose. And I truly believe that out of hundreds of exercises that I do, and we work on your brain in different aspects, that's one that you can do. It takes two mm -hmm. minutes. It takes two minutes doing the power pose. Yeah. You stand with your feet apart, about shoulder length. You put your hands with fists on the hips. You look up and you smile like an idiot to a ceiling. <laughs> I love that. You know, that's actually like the basis. Two minutes. two minutes. Stand like that for two minutes. Yes. With your head up and a big smile with being head back shoulders back. Why? It changes your biochemistry. You release different chemicals that go to your brain saying, hey, you're pretty cool. And no, there's science showing that this, this is what happens. You feel better after doing this. You also are prone to make better decisions. Even shows like Grey's Anatomy use that and everybody was laughing, but there's literally science behind it. So if you're scared, if you're afraid or something is not going right, just do the power pose. I sometimes go into a closet and do a power pose. I did a power pose before today. <laughs> I love that. And one of the things that, you know, it, I'm loving this conversation because the power pose, believe it or not, Dominica, is one of the standard, like, basics when it comes to singing. We all need to, like, when we're singing, we need to have our feet shoulder-width apart. We need our shoulders back. We need our chest high so we can breathe properly. That's, it's so interlinked. I love that so much. We, unfortunately, I, I honestly, I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. I'm so fascinated by your story. I want to know more about Dr. Ar Armin. I want to know more about the difference between, you know, your scientific approach with your holistic approach. But unfortunately, we do not have time. So if people want to find out more, and I'm sure they do, because who wouldn't? Um, what are some ways that people can get in touch with you? Well, First of all, you can just email me your brain at gmail.com. Then you co can go to a website, yourbraincoachd.com. Then you can go to Instagram and find yourbraincoachd on there. Or you can go to Facebook and find yourcoachd. So I am very easy to find. Or you can just find me on LinkedIn by my first and last name, Dominika Staniewicz, which you guys been looking at. I am happy to support you, help you, talk to you, do a discovery call. If you're running a school, for example, I am happy to come and teach the program for you guys because your kids will flourish. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but 80% of your brain is water. If you want to improve your grades by 20%, drink two glasses of water when you are actually studying. During studying, not after, not before, during studying. Second of all, unfortunately, our society has an average uh, concentration span of eight seconds. Goldfish has nine. Congratulations, goldfish. You're better than our society. So take breaks every 15 minutes. And for my teenagers, lovely teenagers, if the music is right. Actually listening to music while studying can 
help. Not all music, but some of it does. So you mm -hmm. might have this with your parents. Yeah, no, I love that. I mean, I've always been, um, in fact, it's, a, it's I mean, I've always listened to music, obviously, um, but I found that one of the best ways to stimulate my brain in positive ways is to listen to whole tones. Are you familiar with that genre of music? Ask that question again. <laughs> uh, are you familiar with the genre of whole tones? Yes, I am. And yep. sometimes when meditation is not really working, um, I use tones and vibrations and different things to help me. Now, because we are all energy, and that's, again, science, and you guys can keep looking it up. Um, and it's not woo, woo science. It's literally science. Everything vibrates. Um, if you have, for example, I, one of my mentors, Joseph McEldon III, has two guitars. He has a bass guitar and another bass guitar. Mm -hmm. If they match the tone, the up, he uses one guitar nothing happens and when the tone matches the other guitar without touching starts vibrating mm -hmm. that's how it works but you know what when you're driving a car or walking and you feel this warm weird feeling on your back you turn around somebody's looking at you that's energy mm. we feel that energy but because we are in our little worlds we very often don't concentrate on it so there is loads of science and that's why i love coaching and having the science background, because I know that what I'm doing has been proven, studied. I mean, put it this way. There was a study. I'm going to be very brief about that, but it's so important that you guys know. There was a study on Prozac um, control group and specific exercise, walking in a forest with specific breathing mm. exercises. And after half a year, placebo was not doing very well. Prozac people and the breathing and in a forest walking people were at the same level. So they go, okay, well, it works similar. But after a year, 80% of people who are doing the breathing and the forest exercises, 80% of them reported that they have no more depression. But Prozac people needed a higher dose. Isn't that wild? Isn't that what wild? Is, I know. What is also important to recognize when I tell about the study, people go, oh, natural medicine. Yes. But that 20% needed medication. Yeah. So don't forget that when those natural methods don't work, we do have modern medicine that might help. But start first with things that you have control over that Absolutely. will definitely not have side effects. I love that so much, Dominica. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your love and your light. I, I'm, I'm so excited about the work you do. Again, I, I love the brain, obviously. Um, <laughs> so to be able to, to know another coach who also revels in how to use the brain to our benefit is just delightful. So again, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you, Coach D, I should say, um, when it comes to you know the wisdom you've dropped today. If you want to keep in touch with Coach D, please check her out on all of the social medias um, that our wonderful Mr. M from Irant, uh, the, the Irant Network um, has dropped in the captions and on the screen around here. Uh, please check out Coach D because what she is doing is completely revolutionizing, I believe, um, how we're approaching youth empowerment, youth coaching, and just life coaching in general. Because, you know, when we can take ownership of ourselves of our you know our journeys our identities and just our energy really you know magical things can happen um for those of you who don't know me 
Thank you for tuning in. My name is Emma G. I am a youth empowerment through songwriting coach, utilizing music and songwriting together to help your young person step into their voice, recognize their power, sing their theme song loudly and proudly, and lead a fulfilled and happy life. This is the Reconnect Your Teenager podcast, the same name as my book. Uh, feel free to keep in, get in touch, uh, emmagmusic.com, or again, please reach out to Coach D. She's amazing. You're amazing. Have an amazing day on purpose, and we will see you next week. A pleasure to be a guest for you, Emma, and it was fantastic to speak to you guys. Just use the knowledge and thrive. Yes. <laughs>
Just be bright. 